<laughs> so what's on your mind? Well, okay. So I had this moment, not a moment. I just like had this weird, like realization a few weeks back. I just, I don't know why I haven't brought it up yet, but it's like, I was, I was doing this show, uh, and it was like a decent, like Wednesday night show. Um, uh, and there were three dudes on this show, right? The host and two other dudes, cis straight dudes, right? Uh-huh. And every dude that went on stage, like, made a joke about how, um, like, or really like a comment about like, oh, yeah, I know you like came, came here and you're like, God, I hope he doesn't just sit and talk about his dick on stage, right? <laughs> and all three of them did that, but none of them actually had a joke about their dick. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like watching three guys do that in a row made me realize, like, I've seen a lot of like cis straight comedians like make that like, yo, yeah, you know, just comic people think comedy ready for a bunch of dick jokes. Yeah. But it's like the reality of the situation is guys don't really talk about their dicks at all on stage. I talk about my dick more than most guys talk about theirs. Yeah. I don't, the only thing that, uh, like the dick jokes that I hear commonly are just about their size. Like sometimes they'll make a, like a, usually it's a dumb joke where there's nothing really, but the, the punchline is, I'm saying that I have a small dick. And that's like about all you get. As much as the stereotype is, you know, just been, been to tell a bunch of dick jokes. Like these men don't have anything to say about their dicks. I know. They really don't. They don't have anything but interesting. Saying, I think I think they perpetrate the myth yeah. that, or perpetuate the myth that like all p- dudes talk about are dick jokes, right? Yeah. It's kind of like a weird, like self-perpetuating cycle. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause yeah. And I talk about dicks. When I know. I, that's what I'm saying is like everybody but cis straight guys are talking about dicks. Mm-hmm. And, and like I've now I've started looking for it. Yeah. I like, I'm like watching guys sets being like, please talk about your dick. Like, if I'm, I had a dick, the, I would talk about it all the time. I mean, maybe if we, <laughs> I, maybe if I spent more time at open mics, I would might see yeah. like some bad dick jokes, but I like, know, I still go to open mics some and I, I'm not seeing a lot of that. Yeah, they just don't like. Like I'm the one up there talking about circumcision. Yeah, um, I'm talking about my my pee dick dripping all out. the time. Yeah, I've had what a they tight smell like. <laughs> new four opening minutes on my like smelly yeah. dick. Yeah, as opposed to like yeah, these dudes. I just don't think they're very in touch with their bodies, or they you know they're just not like observing anything interesting, or it's too vulnerable for them. Well, no, really I think deep. they don't do it because because they. There is that like myth that idea. or yeah. They, yeah, that idea of like guys just talking about their dicks on stage, right? Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't happen as much as you think. I mean, at one point in time, I'm sure that was a real thing where it was like, yeah, a bunch of like shitty comics were like just talking about their dicks a lot. Like, fine. I think a lot of like, their dick jokes were just like, just about fucking uh, more. Whereas like, I kind of want to dissect stuff, you know, like I want to get into the gross nitty gritty of your dick and like what's going yeah. on with it. What What's leaking out of there? You know, what are you insecure about? You know, like what's the hair situation? And you know, <laughs> like, yeah, but inst- people aren't really like closely observing their dicks. It was always just kind of like, no, I was fucking it with my dick and then, you know, that it's kind big, of stuff. Small, it's big, there. small. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. More dick jokes, everybody. Just, yeah. Just creative ones. That, that's the thing. That was going to be my point. Like, I'm kind of sad that more guys aren't talking about their dicks. Like, I know, I guess some people are just like, we've had enough of it. Not me. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's hear more. I think everybody should be talking about every genital yeah. way more than they are in general. Right? Yeah. Like. Just in, in an honest way, you know, honest and funny ways, like, you, can, you should be exploring these things. Um, I think that. You know, it's just like the, there's this idea, oh, women, uh, what are you going to talk about, your period or your genitals? It's like, yeah, if it's funny and yeah. creative and like people love it when you talk about stuff that they can relate to or that they're learning about. Exactly. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at genderfluidspodcast. On Twitter, we're at genderfluidspod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all.
Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is another thing, another stand-up thing that's been happening to me is I do I do have this new like opening that I've been doing talking about like my dick smelling really bad. Yeah. And like in it, uh I guess there's a couple things within this joke that I want to talk about actually. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I guess we'll start with is like I'm I'm tired of like vaginas having the stereotype of being the smelly genital. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm over it because here's one. It's like I love the way 99% of like vaginas smell. Yeah. Just like, oh, just get my face in it. Right, like, right, right. So Some good. don't smell enough. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm like, I get Sometimes down there. I'm, I'm like, like, dude, you don't need to take a shower every day, babe. Yeah, yeah. like let it, let it musk it's up a little. Marinate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some things going. <laughs> like, Instant arousal. Let me smell it. Yeah. Uh, I want to be able to smell it through your pants, right? Preferably. Oh, yeah. yeah. At least if I'm getting close, I should. Definitely no, I'm saying like if I'm yeah if I'm nuzzling your jeans from the outside, like I want to be able to get like the a office, vague. But yeah, nuzzling your jeans yeah. <laughs> across the office. <laughs> God damn, Sharon's pussy smells so bad today. Yeah. <laughs> We're just so good, you know, but strong. It's yeah, what strong. if it was so good and like you're across the office, like damn. Sharon, I need you to you're calm your pussy down, on. okay? Yeah. Like we, I'm trying to do some work here. You know how I feel about bacterial infections. I, just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle that at work. Uh, Oh yeah, because that we were watching Dragula the other day, and uh-huh. uh, one of the people on there, uh, Hollow Eve, like oh, yeah. went on a tirade oh, yeah. about like not about how like the word fishy should never be used because it was like you know originally like associated with like women's vaginas or I should just say vaginas like smelling bad quote and fishy right and right. like then in drag culture it came where like you know if you were called fishy it meant like it, you look so much like a woman you would we have smell a smell of, yeah, yeah yeah right but here's the thing it's like i that's know that's presupposing that's a bad thing that i know vaginas i mean fishy. well here's the thing halloween in, even in there said like that is a piece of language nobody has like a claim <laughs> of like trying to reappropriate or like to like you know to like reclaim uh because like how dare you like you know like talk about somebody's body that way and also how dare you like imply like what is and isn't a woman and it's like okay fine (laughs) sure but at the same time i fucking love fishy because it's like yeah Yeah. get that smell all over me yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like fuck you we can't reclaim it i'm reclaiming the fishiness smell itself yeah yeah I fucking, it's like I'm saying my stand up, like I'm into fish sauce. Bring it on. You know, some people who are assholes on Grinder will say like no fats, no fems or whatever, which is uh-huh. really fucking stupid. But like on <laughs> no mine, fats. I'm just going to say fish only. Yeah. <laughs> fishy pussies only. You know, yeah. like if you don't have a fishy pussy, get T- it away from me. Yeah. Tuck your dick long enough until it smells like a fishy pussy. <laughs> So, well, so that was the thing. I drizzled like, some fish sauce on you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to pass. Just, just rubbing <laughs> just some really salmon on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that's part of your like morning tucking yeah. routine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got this, so I've got this joke in there where I'm, uh, and I'm like, I do, I want to reclaim, I want vaginas to stop being like the bad smelling genitals. I want it to be trans girls dicks now. Mm-hmm. I want to take that burden on, right? Okay. I think it'll be fun. I want it's a fun thing to fight against. It's an easy thing to fight against. Yeah. And I like having that battle because it's true. I 100% believe that if we have to pick the smelliest genitals, it's, it's going to be like be a, a trans girl that just worked an eight-hour retail shift. Like that's fucking or an eight-hour outside shift. Yeah, you know, like if you're a hard trans labor. camp counselor, yeah. god damn, <laughs> like chasing children yeah, around yeah, with yeah. your dick tucked between your legs, it's gonna smell yeah it's there's no way it doesn't and it's like you know because like i i depending on the day have like a tighter or looser tuck and also on the outfit right Mm -hmm. but it's like i like everybody else have days where i'm like take a shit and i'm wiping my ass and wiping my ass and why it's like where does it keep coming from right pooper everywhere you know but i'm still at the end of that gonna pull my dick back between my ass cheeks to like tuck it right i'm just saying like that concoction that smell is intense yeah Yeah. (laughs) that is a smelly pussy smelly dick whatever your bits (laughs) whatever you call it it smells worse than like you know a vagina i'm trying to remember if there's ever been a pussy where i was like or you know or a a day of a pussy where i was like oh god that is i'm not doing that there's been a couple where i've like had to think about it for a second but then i was like no i'm diving in anyway yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be pretty rude not to at this point Um, (laughs) two inches away but like, yeah, uh, I've, you know, I've just been doing jokes about like my smelly dick and, uh, it's funny to watch like people One, I want do want to reclaim that and have that be the new thing where like, God, trans girls dicks smell terrible. Mm-hmm. I'll fight that fight for you. And then two, it's just like, it's been funny to watch how people react in the crowd when I'm talking about it because yeah. 
there's a bit afterwards like uh, where I'm like, you know, have y'all have y'all ever let somebody go down on you when you know they shouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I think we all have, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, the thing is, you know women like cis looking women react more to that than like any yeah. like cis looking dude for does, sure because right? probably these dudes are like my dick's always gross i don't know if i can go, go down on it please you know where i don't know if they honestly think of their dicks as gross i think a lot of them think they take good care of it and are so worried about it being perceived as gross right i think right. there's that same type of worry like they're worried about you know guys just telling dick jokes on stage like that's mm-hmm. the one myth the other myth is that they're nasty so they take it try and take better care of it. i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure there's some like nasty motherfuckers out there stories, yeah. yeah i mean i've pulled down dude's pants and been like no no but like uh yeah, like the last two shows I did, Buzzmill and High Priestess. Yeah, the the people that like l- fucking lost it to that joke were mm-hmm. like cis looking women, right. and it's just like because we there we have been told as a society like that women's vaginas are are gross, and not only like if they're quote unquote dirty or you haven't showered for a minute or something, but just that like a smell at all yeah. is is some kind of bad thing. Like there's these girls who like won't let you go down on them if you have they haven't just taken a shower or they're using yeah. some fucking vaginal products or whatever because they want their vaginas to smell like strawberries or bullshit. And it's like no, no, I would like it to smell like a vagina, taste like a vagina. Thank you. It's very arousing. Yeah, those are natural like pheromone situations going on where you're like you know if you and especially if you have a dick and you aren't hard and you want to be fucking smell. smell her fucking pussy yeah. and like to me anyway that's like, like i'm like okay we're ready to or, go you know, if you're not into pussy smell whatever but like or smell whatever, whatever. but In something something juicy yeah you know? <laughs> smell <laughs> some of the juicy bits okay um just like 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 underarms of someone that you're into like all that yeah. kind of stuff like you should be into that yeah so but i think that yeah a lot of vagina having people because we were just taught through through little lines and movies and all kind you know stuff in magazines and, and everywhere uh, or just our mother you know all summer's eve commercials and bullshit where you're just like uh oh i don't know because even if like i think it's clean like is are they what's experience is they and a lot of women aren't in touch because i'm like i'll fucking masturbate and then smell my finger <laughs> you know i'm like oh, yeah. so in touch with like you know what i smell and i love the way i smell you know and there's some days where i'm like ooh, this is my favorite part of the month and there's you know like and so but there's a lot of women who aren't like that intimate with their own pussies so like yeah they're just leaving it it's up to their own imagination to be like i don't know Maybe and maybe some fucking asshole once did tell them that it was smelled bad, smelled bad or something, and piece of shit. Piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know. It was just funny to me because, like, you know, the women laughing at this. um, It's like they still let them go down on them, right? Which I fucking love because it's like (laughs) I like the fact that, like, you know, people are. You know, in terms of fighting like cultural stereotypes of like women like being demure and like mm-hmm. you know like like not like uh, advocating for themselves. Like as I tell this joke, I just get to look into the eyes of like people who like have like known that like it's probably a little unethical or whatever to like let someone go down on them mm-hmm. in whatever perceived state they have, but nonetheless like no, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> no, get get. Well, it's also like awkward to stop someone. I think that's part of it too. Like sometimes I'm sure it's an empowered thing of like, no, you're going to eat this pussy. But sometimes it's like a, if I stopped you, I would have to explain why or come up with an excuse. Like I definitely let lover boy go down on me sometimes when I was like, yeah, I totally have a bacterial infection. I don't know. I don't think it's that awkward to stop because I've stopped and like have had other people stop me. Right. Where they're just like, or like, I'll be like, starting to like go down on them and then like after a second like actually i just it's not a good time for that and i'm like okay yeah no worries like if you that's what like you know i don't i I sometimes i'll give like a a one like it really what is not gonna bother me right and if it is i'll let you know but if they're like no it's really just not i'm like yeah totally fine because i feel like you don't want to like try and pressure them into doing it but you i feel like you should give like a one courtesy like hey like I'm not the type of person that worries about what you smell like. And yeah. if they're like, no, no, it's a me thing just thinking about it. And they're like, yeah. cool. Cause I've definitely done that. Like, especially with people like wanting to like rim me mm-hmm. or like suck my dick. Like, like there have been moments where I'm like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. I'm like, I mean. Hey, it's not a good time. Like, I don't care. It's like, it's not a you thing. It's just, I'm not going to be able to feel good about it. Yeah. Right. It's, or I'm going to be so in my own head about whatever's right. going on down there. It's not going to be, awesome or pleasurable for me right or not in the right way yeah 
Yeah, I guess I've done both. I've I've stopped people before and just kind of been like, uh, just I don't even you don't even necessarily even have to explain it. Just kind of be like, I'm um, just not into that right now. But I've also, yeah, let people. Oh yeah, do it when I'm just like, well, and it's it was it was at the point in the relationship when um, I just wasn't that into him anymore, and then when he was doing it, it was like, you know what. <laughs> you yeah. seem to want to do that You eat my bacterial infection pussy <laughs> I'm glad I hope people are feeling more confidence in their, uh, in their vaginas these days And more shame in their penises That sounds great Yes, shame about But like you still talk about them, please. No, yeah. I mean, the shame like, that leads you... The proper amount of shame or whatever that leads you to clean your dick is what I mean. You know, these... Uh, as you say, they're, they're maybe keeping them cleaner now. I hope so. I think so. I mean, I've just seen, like, a general trend in, like, guys that I've, like, been around, like, in their, like, dicks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, at least, like, within the last, like, couple of years. And, like, they seem to, like, put a little bit more effort into it than they did. But it also might just be that, like, I'm older now, right? And the last time I was, like, really around a bunch of dicks, I was, like, younger. And so, like, younger people just didn't have as much to care about. Now that you're older, you're trying to, like, look like you've got your shit together and presentable and hygienic, right? Yeah. But Well, this was, like, remember when metrosexual was the whole thing? It was, (laughs) yeah, this idea that penis people might take care of themselves, too, or try to look nice. That was, like, for those of you who are too young, that was a huge deal. It was a big deal. what year do you think that was? 2002-ish? I mean, yeah, I feel like I was in high school. I mean, it was a big deal for me and Bonham because like, I was well-dressed and like that term got tossed around me a lot, right? And mm-hmm. like my dad kind of like had like a thing with that term because my dad's always been like a well-dressed, good-looking dude, yeah. right? Even though like we lived in fucking Bonham, Texas. Yeah, he, took care of himself. Yeah, and... You know, like I remember distinctly remember my mom being me like trying to talk to my mom about how I hated that people were like calling me metrosexual or whatever. And my mom was like, well, it's not like a bad thing. Your dad is like a metrosexually kind of person. And it's yeah. just, which is so silly that they were trying to make like a weird sexual identity out of like just the fact Seriously. that like cis dudes might kind of want to take care of themselves and look good. Well, I think someone was clearly so proud of themselves for coming up with metrosexual as the pun that they just went with it, even though it doesn't really make sense, except it kind of does because gender and sexuality are always kind of wrapped up in each other in these weird ways. But like, dude, it was such a big deal when they came out with that word. I mean, and, and it was like, every headline would literally be like, are metrosexual men gay or not? Was, you know, it was like a, that was our cultural debate that year. Yeah. It was like, these, if you wear a pink shirt, no, like we always wear it, we've been calling you gay, <laughs> but you know what? Maybe we could wear pink shirts now and it doesn't mean we're fucking gay. And like that was a revelation in 2002 or yeah. whatever that was. And it would not only a revelation, but a hotly debated point. No, it was a big deal that when it like <laughs> popped off. It's yeah, you're right. The gender and sexuality back then apes. are so wrapped up in each other that, that we couldn't fathom like, you know, somebody like presenting slightly any other way without it. You like, want to talk about the binary yeah yeah but i mean see it's funny that you have like all this perspective on it because like you were older and like in a much larger city than i was right and so like i got i mean metrosexual i heard about because of oprah you Mm. know Mm -hmm. it was shit like that like that was like my window into it and then like early queer eye stuff and like project runway that's kind of like where i heard those words dropped and, yeah, uh, but there was a big thing, you know, like your mom talks about your dad and you all know, this small, but it was a big thing, especially in the larger cities, a little more liberal and everything. But even these these high powered business people, you know, these these dudes who were doing coke and dating lots of women and you, whatever, they were metrosexual. You know, they were all kind of looking around and going like, we don't want to look like slobs. And so, you know, part of it was like not just pink shirts, but like nicer suits and getting them like. Um, yeah. kind of a more sexy tailored look all the time for people. So it was, it was like across the culture, I like mean, playing in all these different ways. But people would say they were becoming a little more femmy, like right. traditionally femmy, right? But caring about your appearance is that <laughs> like what femmy? You know, yeah. What I, mean? I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Sexy. Like back then, it's just like changing anything to like slightly resembled the kind of like day-to-day routines and appearances of like femininity, which is what was happening with that movement. Yeah. yeah it's just slightly femier by now, by today's standards. No, yeah. not at all. Like do it's, it is wild how far we've come. If we just look at like, yeah. we talk about like, you know, how far we've come so far as like 
trans people being accepted. But like, if you take like the hyper criticized like cis straight dude world, the toxic masculine prison, yeah, yeah, like how okay a lot of cis straight dudes are with just like having a having their a own self dick. image, and having yeah. a clean dick, like we that you used to be gay if you had cleaned your yeah. dick. It used to be like what kind of faggot would clean his dick before shoving it into a woman's mouth? That's where we were in two thousand one. Everybody, yeah. For those of you who don't remember it, that's what our culture was like in two thousand one. But yeah, we've come a long way, but there's just still a long way to go. And there's so many people still clinging to that. And I guess maybe that's like... There are a lot of people clinging to that. A lot of people. Uh, yeah. And and that's something you try to break down. And at the same time, it's like... So maybe this goes back to my thing with animal species and the, the males versus the females being the ones to sort of like be the ones who are desperate to get laid versus and and evolving more and more bright plumage and elaborate rating, mating stuff versus the ones who are just kind of like... Who do I want to mate with? And, you know, so like if we're all going to be the the sexy, like maybe we should all just be the sexy half of the equation. Yeah, I think and, I was going to say, like, I think you're I think you're like bird kind of like analogies at the end of its like lifespan because we're so well, I'm saying we're so wealthy as a as a race, the human race that like we can afford to like just all be like sexy, faggoty. Yeah, that's the sexy faggoty end of the spectrum where we're all like. So I think that's well. Where there's I'm like, so many of us, and we're living in so many different places that, like, you know, when those birds are developing that plumage and shit, it's because there's a small population in a small area and a lot of and a high level of competition. Mm-hmm. There are so many of us spread out across the entire planet. There's a very low level of competition. So like, whatever quote plumage we're like or a high level of competition because there's so. I don't think so. I think it's a pretty low bar to like you know to get laid at all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're you're simultaneously like competing saying, with all these people. There's high supply and demand, I guess. Yeah, but it's just like we also don't have like even though we might have like on some level like this biological drive to like reproduce or whatever, we don't have like a biological imperative for the survival of our species anymore. And yeah. I think that worry has like started to like leave us as like more and more generations like come and pass. Yeah, that's right? interesting that as a as a species as a whole, we could really start cuz like within a family yeah, once once one of your siblings has had a kid, you start to kind of lose the. Uh, I mean, I've noticed at least, and you know, you see this in studies, like you lose this like need to ha- procreate. So even on, like on the level of because because your family's already going on. So yeah, that even on the level of a species, I mean, here we are. We're turning gay. We're turning asexual. We're turning like even uh, even heterosexual. I don't want to have kids. Like people, this was you know unthought of before that anyone would choose, what anyone would want to not have their kids. It was like everyone knew that you're, you're, we're all trying to make babies, you know, even they didn't know how like evolution and stuff work, worked. And, you know, like everyone still like all wanted to pass along their their DNA. And now like, yeah, as a species, we're like, well, we're good. Yeah, it's way better now. Yeah, <laughs> it's we, way we, more fun. We, we want to be pressure. gay. Yeah, no, I don't think people, not all those people really wanted to be straight. That was just what was no. presented to them. It's a luxury that you have to afford. So if you go to these second or third world countries, not as many people are gay. And like people in the West want to make this really argument. Do you believe that? I really think that like a lot of people, I, I don't know. I, th- I would disagree. I think I think the numbers are going to probably like skew out to be pretty even across the globe. Like, who's gay, who's trans, who's whatever, right? I just think it's, like, life circumstance prevents you from being able to, like, fully acknowledge or do, or, like you said, have the privilege or luxury to do the, like, mental exploration to, like, recognize all those feelings and, like, even articulate them to yourself Yeah, but I just think sexuality is really complicated, and, of course, there's spectruminess and fluidity to it. So it's just, like, if you are in a society that's too poor to, like, even consider not having kids or like artificial insemination or anything like that. Like you just don't get around to uh, coming up with the idea of like this person is going to be gay and not have kids and whatever. Like that's just, um, and if that, what do you mean they don't come up with that? It happens all the time in those countries. Um, it's just like it's less of a thought. Like when you're, a, but that's I'm, I'm saying. But, when I'm not, but I'm saying like you're conditioning like the existence of that like person's identity as being gay as conditioned on the thought of them having the thought of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think there's some like well, here's the but gene that now you're gay. I no, think, but I'm saying like you're saying essentially like if you don't think you're essentially saying it's, you're kind of like working yourself into a corner of like being gay is a choice unless it because you were in such a nice place that like we have the ability to choose to be gay. But I just think that's like patently false. Well, no, I think that that's it's like half true. I think that 
uh, we know that being gay isn't exactly genetic. We have identical twin studies and there's plenty of them. And it's, you know, being trans and being gay, these things are 30 to 50 percent like heritable is what they say, because, you know, with identical twin studies, 50 percent of gay people have uh, wind up with a gay twin. Um, So we know it's not completely genetic. And and it's like it's all cultural dependent how you think of it in your mind because again we have some spectrum like is there a is there a version of my life where i could have been uh with a man or with a penis person or whatever um sure you know if i had been in a completely different culture where no one was talking about being gay and it was just what it was that you of course are just going to grow up which is kind of you know how my life was in the beginning but then with the mormonism but then the gay ideas get in and so then i go oh no yeah i'm totally like into that but um, I think if you don't have that concept, if you're not seeing it in the media or anywhere represented, then it's not that there's not some genes or whatever where that person really is kind of like has the capacity to be to be quite gay. But I think they just wind up going with the capacity that they do have, however small it might be, to just live the life that is expected. I don't think and that's as genetic as you think it is. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm just leaving the space that there's some genetics to it, but I think that there's all... Like, I also don't. I also think that, like you know, it's what I was saying earlier. Though, just because they haven't arti- had the time and ability to fully articulate to themselves and go like, "I am gay," like doesn't mean that they aren't like suffering as a gay person trying to live a straight person's life, right? I think on some level, like you have like the knowledge of like the truthiness of your queer self, no matter what life circumstance you fall in. And even though you aren't cognizant of that, like explicitly, there's always a part of you that will feel unsatisfied or a little unwhole or a little disjointed in whatever situation you find yourself in. And you'll probably ascribe that to something else. They'll probably, Oh, well that's just my anxiety or that's just a thing. Right. Like that's just a worry I feel inside myself in this situation. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that that gayness self isn't there, right? Yeah, Um, and like, but that's what I'm saying is like when you're like, you know, I you think it skews differently in like different populations based off like socioeconomic like status and like situation within like the world. I don't think it does. I think it's just like your ability within whatever life circumstance you find and be aware of that and to have the luxury of like really figuring it out because the thing is like in in cultures all around the world and places all around the world of like vastly different like socioeconomic statuses there there are ideas about gay people right like whether you're like in the middle of nowhere in a forest with like 30 people who've only ever met 200 other people living in that same forest somewhere Mm -hmm. else, they have an idea about gay people, right? Like a lot of places have beliefs about whether it's right or wrong or have incorporated it into their culture somehow. Because it's so, yeah, because it's so naturally occurring, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that like the thing you're proposing is necessarily like possible or plausible. Hey, y'all, we still need more reviews. It's a nice thing that you could do for us that doesn't take very long. Just say whatever's on your mind. Uh, here's one from username Purple. It's called Thanks Homos. It says, this is the faggiest podcast of all time, and now I'll never be able to stop thinking about human decanting. Cool. Five stars. I think he likes us. Or she, they. It. And honestly, that's my favorite review we've ever gotten. See, it's so easy. Um... Okay, I just really like this. I went on a rabbit hole yesterday about um, just looking up different people's ideas about what it means to be a woman or this, that, or the other. And I came across this thing where there's a YouTube person called Rich, R-I-T-C-H, and apparently um, this person was saying that, like, when we talk about bisexual, you know how there's this, some people think the term bisexual sucks and you should be pansexual. Um, and other people are like, I like the word bisexual. I don't want to call myself pansexual because it's dorky um, or whatever. <laughs> you know, this person was saying, Hey, look, bisexual, you don't have to think of as like, that means I like two things I like, or I like, I don't know, cis, like super head or, or super masculine, super feminine people or whatever. Some people might think that bi means as opposed to pan. Um, uh, this rich person was saying that, that um, it could mean like I like the same as me and I like different than me, which goes really well with kind of how we've talked about the word gay, where you could be gay or straight for, you know, sameness or difference, sameness or difference in all sorts of ways. Um, so I really like that. I like bisexual. I'm attracted to the same as me and I'm attracted to different than me. That leaves open um, 
a lot of room. But then I was thinking, you know what I like? I think I like someone like five eighths the same as me. That's what I'm not. <laughs> I want, that's that's my. You know, different things could be same or different. We could line that up. But I want. I need f- about five eighths similar. That's how I feel. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like that. Five eighths. Anything for you? I mean, that's like a semi joke answer that I need to think through more. But what's what do you think? I don't know what I think. Or like um, two slices, like five eighths and three eighths, or I don't know because do I I've, like I haven't. I think I would need to like the ultimate test would be finding like a you know ninety nine percent like a nine tenths yeah right where it's like goddamn we are almost twins. Have you never like kind of dated at all someone who was like very similar to you? I've uh, I kind of did with uh, Jess like Jess just yeah. like she's shorter and stockier than me, but it's just like. We're both like burnet, like uh, you know, but same what, hair color, same eye color. Very similar? It's not about uh, for me. It's more about like oh, see, I'm including I'm including uh, personality. Mm, no, I've never dated somebody that's kind of like me. I've never like dated dated, but I've just been on some dates with, and like the first date was always like, ooh, wow, and then by second date you're like, oh no, yeah, I hate, <laughs> I, I would not want to date me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to date someone like me at all. Yeah. Really, you yeah, know, real miserable. Um. But yeah, for, I was just thinking like visually because that's my favorite thing with like gayness is like, yeah, the the visual <laughs> aspect, the twinning of it, you know, dude. Where I was you're like, <laughs> yeah, people. Well, first of all, because you know, like, people ask lesbians if they're sisters all the time. <laughs> I mean, like it's like yeah, of course, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know. And so last night I was on a date with that um, that Mormon chick, and we were at Skylark, and some guy. Some guy came out and was just like taking video of all of us. Like it was, it, there were some of us around a fire for a bit, and he was just like talking to us while on the camera. And he was like, <laughs> on his Instagram story or whatever, I guess he was like, "Y'all sisters," <laughs> to me. But <laughs> I just immediately was like, "In Christ," you know, like <laughs> we say brother and sister at Mormon Church a lot. So it was like particularly funny to be on a date with someone you know, I really just met. You know who, and and then I think too, we probably have some Mormon genes that are that are a little, cause then I was like, God damn it. We probably similar. are similar. <laughs> we probably are. But then we all were talking about our 23 and me's and she was saying that she was like, um, super German and I have like only a little German in mind. So I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. She's like a redhead. Wait, did you do your 23 and me? Oh yeah. Years ago. I've never done it. Should I do it? I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm a fucking narcissistic fuck like everybody else. <laughs> I mean, it's enjoyable. Um, and I, I think if you get your your dad to do it, it's better. Or your, I should say, your XY chromosome um, parental. Uh, <laughs> uh, Whatever. D- just, you just get your d- fucking dad d- to do it. <laughs> get your penis parent to do it. Um, penis parent. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, because like because then. The, it can be more specific because of the Y chromosome. I forget how it all works, but, um, but yeah, okay. it's fun to do. But anyway, but yeah, um, it was so perfect. So perfect to ask my Mormon date, <laughs> <y'all> sisters. <laughs> but you're right. I should just, we just, I should just start saying yes, cut them off before they can say, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah twins. Um, that's some, that, I've definitely been on with girls where people have, have answered that actually. Oh yeah, we're twins. That's a hot, or I've seen that in a TV show or something because mm-hmm. that's a hot answer. Yeah, we're twins. But that, just people get it all the time and it's usually from, you know, an older dude who just, like, who just seems like a, I don't know, and because it feels like, it sometimes it feels like they're doing it on purpose on like, a, but like on a subconscious level to be like bringing up either because they want to bring up the lesbianism or because they want to shame you for the lesbianism in some way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why it feels like, yeah, we are sisters and then start yeah. making out, you know, mm-hmm. that should be our answer. Every time, every time some backwards that has man or, <laughs> or woman um, is like, are y'all sisters to two women on a date? Say yes and start making out. Yeah. That's the new, that's the move. That's the move. Everyone. Mm-hmm. I love it. And love it's great. That's a great, it. that's, it's like a it. drinking game, but for dates. Cause that's like a great, if, uh, cause you know, sometimes you want to kiss someone, you want to try kissing someone, but you're not sure you're waiting for a moment or whatever. You know, if you get the sister's question, everybody knows you start making out. <laughs> Just make it fun for the kids out there. There should be things like that. Like in like gay culture. You know what I mean? No. 
like that's what I'm saying. It's it's kind of like a drinking game, you know, but for dates. Like um you make out if, if you're on a date with someone, you make out if this thing happens. Oh. I mean unless you're like really unattracted to them and then you say no. Yeah, I don't like that. And for that exact reason. Cause it's well, like, but it presses it because then, the then what happens is like you, you know, there's gonna be some creep out there that's like, you know, Hiring I'll go, I'll, someone. I know, yeah, I'll go on a date <laughs> with this girl, and like they'll be like, okay, to their best friend, like, hey, come in, ask us twenty minutes, sisters. and ask us if we're sisters. Oh no, you can't do it. See, Guys, but it you can't trust people with that I'm type sure of like, you, you know. And that's the other thing is like, I don't, well, you still have the time to say no. It's more I, like if it happens, and then you say yes. And I don't then, like the. Uh, yeah, but I don't like the I don't like things that are deal with cultural obligation. Yeah, right. Like I don't like being part of any group that tells me I have to do a thing. Well, it's not a have to. It's a fun. thing. I know, but it's like if it becomes like a fun queer thing, it's like oh, fuck. Now I'm the bitch that doesn't want to do the sisters thing, <laughs> and like you know, it's well, just like, it's more okay. It's more of than. Then you'll start just seeing a, on Tinder like the no sign and sisters, like no sisters. No sister things. kissing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no sister kissing. That's ridiculous. Um, well, maybe it's just a hot thing to try because if you're on a date, yeah, not a rule, I'm but just down a hot thing for to try. it with a hot thing to try. That's thing to try. cool. Because if you're with a girl and you, and you go, yes, and then you like grab them to make out, I think like, if they get it, that they're like, ooh, this is a fun way to like fuck with these people. And that's hot. Like, yeah, then that's just a yeah. cool person. Okay. Not an obligation, just a litmus test for <laughs> cool how cool people. your person is. Mm-hmm. Remember when in, um, in Houston, after I was talking about how I love big pussies and I called myself a size queen, <laughs> that, that one oh, guy was yeah. like, he was like, I love that size queen thing. And he like, he, he said he loved the joke. And then it, he went on to talk about it. And it turned out that he didn't <laughs> understand that the term size queen comes from like gay men wanting a big dick, like size king. Is that no, it's size saying? queen. You're size, size queen. queen. Oh yeah. Size queen. Yeah. They, they talk about, you know, wanting a big dick. And so then I'm using it to talk about wanting a big pussy. And <laughs> so he thought that it was like a mattress size. <laughs> and I was calling, my vagina, which wouldn't have even made sense because I had already talked about it being tight. It would be like a, you know, a twin probably. But maybe he, he was like, man, I mean, queen's beds are kind of small. Queen <laughs> beds are small. Yeah, I'm a king bed. Yeah. Uh, maybe he thought like it was a size queen versus king. Um, but either way, like that's first of all hilarious. I love the idea of calling twin full queen or king. Like that's how yeah. we talk about vagina size. I got a twin size Because that's probably about right. It's probably about right. Maybe four gradations of size, you know? Yeah. That, you know, we could, we could break it down that way. But also just like, it's just, just how many other people have thought that I meant I'm a size queen, you know, like I think very few. I think the majority of people either get it or don't get it, but laugh because everyone else is. And I think this thing, guy right? is in the small 2% that's like, yeah, up queen own, size mattress. Made up, made up his own story completely. <laughs> but that happens so often with, with stand-up, you know, or with comedy in general, where people are laughing partly because other people are, partly because they could hear the cadence or the whatever, and sometimes they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And sometimes they they're laughing and then it's that the way that our brains work they're going to decide why we're laughing and so if you didn't get the joke a lot of times people just kind of create their own meaning for what we say which is kind of a terrifying thing to be like what have people thought that i was talking about you know people are just laughing at this queer person up there with the timing and whatever and some of them are going all these words but (laughs) you know and then what are they (laughs) what do they think that i've said like Uh. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I can't carry that responsibility. So we talked. We talked about the gender reveals last time, and since then, <laughs> oh, it's yeah, n- it not left. Incident. There was a, another incident. Nobody died, unfortunately, but. <laughs> A dude did crash a, like a crop dusting plane yeah. <laughs> and like a botched gender reveal. I think, yeah, because he dumped 250 <laughs> gallons of pink liquid, which, first of all, <laughs> fuck you, that doesn't sound environmentally 
safe. He doesn't give a fuck, um, dude. <laughs> yeah, who knows what was in it? Maybe he just did the crop dusting stuff he was going to do anyway, but just dyed it pink first. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, two birds with one stone. I'll just get my crops done during this party. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if it was like unloading all that weight he didn't account for or something, because something happened when he unloaded all that and he just crashed. <laughs> broke, <laughs> fucking broke his plane. Total just cr- plane. So, um, yeah, I think that's God. God, you know, a wildfire was a pretty good one. You know, yeah. that was like, oh, a wildfire should stop them. And, and then, then we didn't stop. And so he was like, I'll kill died. a fucking grandma. <laughs> and then we didn't stop. So he's like, can we just crash a plane? What do you guys want? <laughs> You just know, smacking him down because the next turn. time it's going to be lives again. <laughs> I know the next, you know, like he's Multiple. letting us off easy. He, we're letting ourselves off easy with, <laughs> with the plane, but it's time to stop, guys. But then again, if it's a bunch of conservative people <laughs> doing this, if it's a bunch of backwards ass gender people doing this, and some of them die, you know what? Fine. Keep it coming. Yeah. Keep the gender reveals Please coming. do more. The more deadly gender reveals we can have, Try to the kill better. some men next time. Thank you. Yeah. Kill some grandma. Oh, man. Someone tagged us on Twitter in, uh, uh, I think it was a parody. I hope it was a parody. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was a parody gender reveal of this girl just like laying on her stomach, like looking at the camera and it had pink and blue balloon like tower behind her, like in her living room. But she has, she has like a white tank top on and like no pants or, and no panties on. You just see like her butt and like her face. And as she's staring and all of a sudden just like a blue puff comes out from her asshole. (laughs) She like farts. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't reveal susceptible. That's the, exactly. You have to be having so much fun with it that you're clearly <laughs> mocking the whole thing. But then, like, it's, it's becomes unironic again. But all these, if you're farting dust or yeah, pop one of those ping pong balls out of your pussy or something <laughs> like color. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you do it. But you do the yellow. You do the gender. You're like, bitch. They're non-binary until they tell me otherwise. Um, that would be great. I think some people. I think that was in my little podcast that I, mean, I listened I, to. I think it would be fun if you, instead of gender, I mean, this is not an original point, but just do genital reveal parties. Just like yeah. that would be way more fun in general than everything being well, pink or blue. Are prudish. I know, but know. I'm just saying, like, it would make the society better if it's like, right. they got a dick. Hey, we're happy. They have a vagina. Hey, we're also totally. equally as happy, right? Yeah. You know? Then you could have like vagina things everywhere, and that's a that's a. I would rather go to that party than a party where everything's just blue. Yeah, we reappropriate all the bachelor and bachelorette stuff. Yeah, but for it's going to save that industry. Seriously, the industry's been suffering ever since. You know, genders like come under. It's true. Attack, and this is going to help save it. Genital reveal parties. Yeah, it would be really fucking awkward to do but really funny if you had like instead of like a i don't like a life reveal party where it's like hey you know we're having a baby and so we just wanted to reveal like what we see as its plan for yeah. its life and like you like there game you out what you think the timeline's gonna be so you're like there they are at uh 14 losing their anal virginity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get into med school realize it's too hard <laughs> yeah yeah you get, like along the walls of wherever you are you have like a timeline with pictures and collages uh-huh. built out of what you think your baby yeah, really get into it people <laughs> while you're telling your kids futures yeah <laughs> Yeah. There they are masturbating for the first time. 22, you know, oddly enough. Didn't really try it till 22. <laughs> Just weren't interested. Do we want to talk about trash? Yeah, let's do a trash fetish. <laughs> when, wh- where were we that we were like, we should talk about trash sex? I don't remember. I feel like somebody asked us about it or something. I mean, yeah, somebody at work, I think, randomly said to me something about... Yeah, trash well, fetish. it wouldn't be a trash fetish. Like they said it as a joke, as if that wouldn't be a thing. And I was like, that's that's absolutely. A thing. There's lots. Of course, there are people with a trash fetish. I mean, so it's like you know, are you just like into garbage in general? I mean, it's a it's a real thing, right? Like some people like are into specific types of dirtiness and garbage, right? Like people like I like coffee grounds. I like you know old food or coffee grounds are nice. Yeah, or you know, I I, I like just trash. Like you're just you know broken up computers and parts and things hmm. that you know like garbage right or ooh, i'm all about the cigarette butts that's really me right you uh-huh. know there's 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 layers and levels to that garbage right nasty rags or like thrown out like, toilet fruit, paper you know like salmon 
Yeah. Are you into like bathroom garbage versus kitchen garbage? Are you into like a dumpster's garbage? Like, you know. Oh, yeah. My my ex who liked the, the used pads. Yeah. So she was into trash. Technically, yeah. Mm-hmm. One woman's trash, another woman's <laughs> fetish. <laughs> There's a good one. Um, and then, you know, is it like, are you just wanting to jerk off with it? Like, are you just wanting to like be around like the thing? Smell are you wanting it. to lay on it? Like, uh, yeah, smell it. Are you wanting to fuck somebody on top of it? Like you say, like, let's go fuck, fuck in, in a, a dumpster. dumpster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Trash fetish. Are you yeah. into being treated like trash? Well, there's a lot of that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. You're a piece of shit. You're fucking garbage, you know? Some You're people... wet coffee grounds. You're wet coffee grounds. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm sorry! You should be fucking wet coffee grounds! <laughs> uh, they start molding after a few days. I have a really nice piece of mold growing in a wine glass in my room that oh, I like. Jesus. I, I wanted to, like pour it out the other day but it was so big and i was like well let's see where this goes <laughs> it is fun if you have like a porch or something to let a pumpkin go for a long time or something like that but yeah i don't know i really like watching things decay i guess to, i don't really have a trash fetish but i do like watching things for rot. sure yeah yeah exactly yeah i'll watch something rot yeah if i have and the, it does bring me a bit of pleasure like the rottier it gets for sure. the more i'm like yeah yeah, just the same way we're all like attracted to car accidents and these pimple popping video, you know, all the gross stuff like kind of does something for us, mm-hmm. you know. I've never actually met somebody with a trash fetish or, you know, that I knew really had a trash about. fetish. Yeah. I'm kind of into it though. Like if I, it, I wouldn't be opposed to it, right? Like if they like had a thing, if they wanted me to like lay them in garbage and fuck them on top of it, like. I could do depends that on the for garbage. You. It does depend on the garbage, but it's not like the like most horrific thing for me imagining. Well, can we imagine, lay a right? trash bag on top of it so it's still technically trash, but like a cleanish? I mean, I would probably just be like, look, I'll lay on whatever. I'll put on some knee pads and you can just lay on your back and I'll fuck you from like the top. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lay in the garbage. Yeah. I can't do that. It just doesn't. Not doing that. Well, I mean, I don't think it would be random garbage. I think you would probably purposely you make... be particular about what garbage Yeah, you have your regular in. trash can and then the trash your fucking can. Garbage. Your, your Just like your compost garbage. bin. <laughs> Next to the compost bin is the fucking trash. So it was like kind of gross, but not there's dangerous. Like a very, there are signs on each of the fucking garbage. It's like oddly specific things. Uh, banana peels, wet coffee grounds, apple cores, and recycle paper, you know? Yeah. Just what does it for me? Just what does it? It soaks into the paper. And... Oh, man. I'm into it. I don't really have a lot of thoughts about trash. I like that. I like to I think that one day our society, because, you know, we've got trash recycling and compost. One day in our society, the government will just bring you a fuck trash, a fuck trash bin, you know, yeah. just for those people. Ugh. I mean, here's the thing. I, I've never seen this, but I have to believe it's out there somewhere like people putting trash inside them Um, like you know like trying to shove like rotten fruit and shit inside them or like you know like dirty towels or like band-aids and god or like eating it like it's people who are into eating garbage where you're just like trying to like choke down (laughs) like (laughs) dirty toilet paper and (laughs) (laughs) band-aids or like scabs People who are into eating like scabs. I'm sure like doctors' offices are like a treasure trove for trash, right? No, my God, like people who like medical waste. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna gag. There's definitely people who are in medical waste. People eating their fucking placentas and shit. So like, you know, those people have to be happy. It was just like, yeah, a bunch of medical waste (laughs) fetishists who were like. Uh, ever anyone ever tried eating the placenta? <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's good for you. Oh, me too. Wow, so many people saying we should eat a placenta. Faking those studies just to get <laughs> s- social acceptance for their placenta eating <laughs> fetish. Oh, I fucking love it. Not very exciting fetish though. I just really yeah, to, I just feel like talk about. you can do just anything like, with sure. it. Like I said, I'm pretty like neutral feeling about the fetish. I don't really have like Yeah, a, if I can control the trash, um, I would let someone talk me into fucking them on it, I guess. But yeah, like you said, it's more just like, but we are all into watching things decay, right? Like, is there anybody who really isn't kind of into that? I don't know. I mean, I'm not into it when I'm on acid. 
Yeah, maybe not then. <laughs> that that gets a little real. But I like. remember like watching <laughs> watching like this this frog who died in the pool, but it, like I had said it outside the pool, watching all the ants come through it and eat a little bit of its eyes, and then come you know, and then go through its eye hole into the body and take little chunks out, and like just watching that process, you know, what I mean, like stuff like that fascinating. is fascinating. Yeah, it's just fascinating, and like and just the same thing with the mold. Like, there's something about death and decay that is. Yeah, it's like thrilling but it doesn't it's not a sexual thrill for me for sure yeah but i guess a lot i wonder what's more common that it is sexual for people trash because there's definitely a lot of people who are like super into trash but i wonder if it's more common for it to be sexual at all or if it's more just like they spend a lot of their time like in trash yeah like getting into the trash that they're into you know just watching it smelling it yeah i don't know touching it i feel like it would have to be more the latter right yeah like it's more about the ob- it's more object oriented than like sexually, right? It's, yeah. it's like because it, I I feel like it that's a hard ask for a lot of people. I feel like we're probably a little bit more like willing, but yeah, yeah, sure, we'll we'll like yeah. fucking I'll dive into like fucking on top of all your old McDonald's wrappers for some reason, right? You know, I like could see that one. Like if you were <laughs> just into like fucking on top of like the trash that accumulates in your floorboard, like yeah. in your car, right? There's like, kind of a smell in your car that you're really into, but it's really that kind of weird trashy car smell that builds up and you just like, but that's where you want to fuck. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I feel like we would be more into that than other people. And I, so I think trash people are probably spending most of their time. Trash like, people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, but that is this fun phrase that like I call myself yeah. a trash person or a garbage Literally. person all the time but yeah. there have to be like legit trash garbage people, people they're like stop appropriating yeah, our term for ourselves I actually really am a garbage Real person and people. I'd appreciate it if you could mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> even garbage people are getting on her <laughs> if you would stop appropriating my fetish for your like fun uh, it really hurts me when I hear people call themselves trash people because like, I'm into trash I'm and like trash. <laughs> this just feels like erasure <laughs> trash fetish erasure when you guys all call yourselves trash people <laughs> it's kind of problematic to me This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big... Asses. Woman of size is plus size. Latina. Flawed. Curvy. Thick queen. Queer. Fat. Black. Disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a hoo ha podcast. <laughs>